Hi guys, welcome back to the channel where we deal with all things narcissistic and we look at the narcissistic personality disorder in order to understand what we've been through, particularly in the intimate relationship setting, in order to heal and go on to thrive after dealing with a very painful situation where we certainly get to know ourselves better. We've been doing the series on hoovering and for the uninitiated and people that aren't familiar with the terms we use in this community, hoovering is when another person tries to suck a person back to them or back into a relationship. Um, guys, this is a very interesting one, I think, psychologically. This is where we talk about where the narcissist sets their targets or victims up for the reverse Hoover. So it's a diabolical psychological game that people that are so disordered with narcissistic personality disorder will actually in some ways get a type of sadistic enjoyment out of this particular maneuver. But it also it also serves a great purpose. It serves a few different functions. So the reverse Hoover is when the narcissist sits back after the discard, being very unattached to you or to anyone else. They can coldly sit back and get on with whatever they're doing. But in relation to you, they're unattached to you. So they know you very well. They will sit back and wait and see what you will do, knowing what you will do, knowing that it's going to be psychologically completely nearly impossible, given that you don't know what you're dealing with, that you will re-engage with them for various different reasons. So it's a reverse hoover. The narcissist sets it up so they don't have to hoover you. They know that you will hoover yourself back in to the narcissistic cycle. Guys, the reverse hoover is entirely beneficial to the narcissist. It's where they don't block you. They cruelly discard you without giving closure. But will rely on you not knowing about the narcissistic personality disorder to re-engage with them. This makes them feel extremely important, extremely significant, powerful. They feel entitled to do this, to leave you without any explanation. You basically coming back towards them and sometimes chasing them for answers when they leave all avenues open to them but ignore your attempts to contact them. Sometimes they'll do that for a while and then they'll re-engage with you. But it's all set up for a variety of reasons. It also feeds into their smear campaign when you are able to contact them and they maybe have a new supply in throw or in tow. Um. But very fundamentally, the reverse Hoover is set up so that the nars their narcissism protects them against the 
truth that they are totally dependent on other people for their existence. Their narcissism cannot let them see how important you are or were to them for their existence. So the narcissism gets pleasure in them thinking that you need them, if that makes sense. So the narcissism reverses the truth and reality of the fact that it's the narcissist that needs you and you coming after them protects them in their reality. And then in their reality, they reframe reality and believe that they're the significant and important one and you're the one that needs them. So it's quite a sick diabolical dynamic. Guys, if you would bear with me, I was very kindly sent an email by one of our community who has given permission for this email to be read out. So this is going to be a long video if you can stick with it. Um, I hope it will be informative. The email describes a relationship with a narcissist. And if you listen to it, you'll realise that the narcissist takes you, really confuses you, is not a stable character. They change all the time from one minute to the next. Their reality changes. It's easy to see or it's easier to see in retrospect when you look back at your story. But when you're going through this, you will be emotionally attached to this person. You'll be trying to figure it out and you'll be trying to work with them on the relationship that you have invested in. So when the red flags do come up, you don't know what you're dealing with. So forgive yourself for staying. Forgive yourself for trying to work it out. And most importantly, forgive yourself if you went after the narcissist. And this isn't discussed very much. If you went after the narcissist after the discard and you may have done this for quite a considerable amount of time in your confusion and not knowing that you were dealing with someone who was mentally unstable, actually insane because they have a personality disorder that distorts reality. So in, that's my opinion that they are verging on insane, even though they as I said in one video in the early days, they're like a functioning lunatic. They actually can function or like a functioning alcoholic. They function uh, in a fake way where they appear to be normal and can appear that way. They're covertly narcissistic. So forgive yourself for not knowing about narcissism, not knowing what you were dealing with and trying to find answers and trying to sort out, trying to communicate with this person who left you in such a diabolical way. And this email is really pertinent to the confusion that the narcissist will bring up in you. And listening to this person's experience you know, you, you can see how they suck you in and they bring you down so many different avenues that you lose sight of reality, your own reality and your own sense of who you are and, and the bigger picture and your own life and your, your own life's purpose. And 
reading this email, just imagine that you don't know about narcissistic personality disorder and see how easy it is to get sucked in. And guys, again, if you're new, if this is your first time listening to, to one of the videos here, consider subscribing or commenting or sharing. Do whatever it takes to get the knowledge either from this channel or others are all out into the wider community. People don't know this. They do not know about this personality disorder and it is very prevalent and it takes people ages to heal without knowing what they're dealing with here. And I don't think people heal fully unless they know they've been what they've been dealing with. It's imperative to understand what you've been dealing with in order to understand yourself. So I'll read the email without further ado. And you can imagine after going through this, how a person would want answers and the person to give them answers is often, you know, we think without knowing we were dealing with a narcissist, you would go to the person uh, to seek closure, to seek understanding of what was going on, to wonder at them walking out on a relationship that was in full flow without explanation or without any valid reason. So I'm going to get on with this and let's see what we come up with, guys. Hello, Paula. First and foremost, thank you for what you're doing with your channel. Listening to your channel along with HG Tudors might be the reason I'm still alive today. Guys, I would love to share my story with you in hopes that my experience might save someone's life. I'm not messing here. That's how significant this is. When you've really just been discarded, you can get so very low and you're They've messed with your brain. Your mind is messed up and people often no longer see hope. I am a paramedic that works at the local hospital. Early last year, we got a new assistant, nurse manager. She seemed very strange when I first met her and didn't really acknowledge my presence. In inverted commas, not that I was looking to be noticed by her. Now, narcissists will often, guys, if they're interested in you, and it's, it's a funny kind of dynamic, they'll often ignore the person that they're most interested in to get that person curious about them as to you, they get into your brain. Why, why is that person ignoring me? And they're friendly to everyone else. It's very narcissistic, that kind of stuff. As the months passed, she found out that we had mutual friends. She had investigated um, our, our writer, she had investigated and she had come up with this. That's what narcissists do. They find out about you. She had met my old co-workers at her previous job. I didn't know that she was already asking about me prior to this. That's the investigation process, guys. One day we were in the supply closet at work reorganizing our supplies when she made a comment that was extremely flirtatious. So they start off ignoring, find out the information and then hone in on you. I was not flattered by it, but rather a little disturbed by it, being that she is my boss. Inappropriate behavior, another, another red flag. As the days went on, she started messaging me, insisting that we hang out, entitlement. 
I did not feel that this was appropriate, being that she was my boss. I was not attracted to her and she was right out of an 11 year marriage. Straight back into another relationship. As we know, as we know about narcissists going from one supply to the other. She was very persistent that we hang out. So I finally gave in. And we all know what the love bombing is like, guys, and how persistent they can be. And, you know, the funny thing is a lot of us aren't actually aren't actually attracted to the narcissist initially, but because they're so persistent and because they chase us right down to the ground, we end up getting involved with them. We went on our first date and things moved so fast that I didn't really have time to figure out what was going on. Speed and confusion. After the second date, she bought me a trip to, I won't say the place just in case it's identifying, it's a place in America with her that I did not feel right in taking, gift buying. She was buying me little gifts that I did not ask for and felt bad accepting very fast. By the third date, she was asking me to meet her daughter and asking if we were officially a couple. The speed of light, guys. Again, I felt that this was moving so quickly, but I decided to give it a chance. As the weeks progressed in this new relationship, I saw little things that I was uncomfortable with. Red flags. When I set healthy boundaries, I constantly felt she was testing the limits. Yep, narcissist, always push your boundaries and continue to push them right to the brink. After about four months, I was ready to leave her due to constant belittling and arguing and her testing the boundaries. One day I told her that I was done and wanted out. I had never been madder than I was that day. That same night, I got a call from her telling me she was pregnant. Narcissists will often take a huge life event, like saying they are pregnant or that they're sick, that they have cancer and they're dying or something like that. That's totally untrue in order to reel you back in. That's um, a preventative hoover, preventing you from leaving. So they'll come up with something like that. It's hard to believe, guys, isn't it? It's hard to believe. Okay, so I went to her house and made her take a second pregnancy test, which was negative. The test the next morning was also negative. Something was not right. This was when she told me she was having a miscarriage. Unbelievable. Although I never saw anything that suggested that. She went to the doctor and was scheduled for, for blood work. I did not attend this appointment with her to get her blood work completed. She later told me that she was eight weeks pregnant, but had fully miscarried. In my head, I knew this was not possible due to my knowledge in the medical field. Nonetheless, I was relieved that she was not pregnant. Something kept telling me that there was something extremely wrong with this situation. 
and I needed to get out. So very involved, but still knowing that there's something wrong. As the weeks passed, I began receiving the silent treatment and she continuously made me feel that I was not supportive of the situation and made me feel I was a horrible human. So that's guilt tripping the person into staying in the relationship. Though I tried being there for her, she would just push me away and give me the silent treatment. A few weeks passed and she began treating me worse. I had enough and broke up with her. This lasted about a week until I began thinking of all the things she did for me, the gifts, the sex, etc., etc., and I wanted that moment in time back. That's when we want the love bombing back. We're so confused at this stage. She's made um, the author of this email feel really awful for apparently treating her without compassion for the alleged miscarriage that she didn't have. And she's treated him horribly as a punishment for that. However, the good times kind of the guilt was the, he left. The guilt was kind of on his plate and he thought about the good times and how nice she had been in the beginning. We got back together and started going to therapy to get past the, in inverted commas, miscarriage. This soon turned into couples counselling where she made me feel even worse than I already did and had me believing I was a horrible human. Narcissists can bring you to counselling and can con a counsellor, can con a therapist and use it to abuse you. So be really, really careful, guys, with this one. Due to this, I was trying even harder to please her. Now, who hasn't been there? Hands up, guys. Hands up. Who hasn't tried harder to please them? Things started going great again. Aha! Where I felt that we were finally on the same page. So you're trying harder to please them. And then the narcissist starts the another little love bombing phase to make you feel that you're a good girl or good boy. You've tried harder and now they're going to give you the prize of having a little bit of, you know, the love bombing again. It's just dangling hope in front of you to get you to perform harder for them. Okay, so New Year's came around and this is where the nightmare begins. I had thrown away an old rug in her house that her dogs had pooped on and was no longer salvageable. I had told her that I would buy a new rug for her, but she continued screaming at me until I lost my temper and screamed back, which is unlike me to let my anger reach this level. So that's reactive abuse at the narcissist totally losing it over something minor, going into a narcissistic rage. She used this scenario to tell her family that I had hit her during my discard phase. So reactive abuse, guys, we can react badly because our minds are totally messed up. The narcissist has been abusing us horrendously. We don't know where we're at. We don't know 
why we're feeling so much pain. They have us convinced that there's something wrong with us and we can react to their abuse with abuse. And then they use that against us to try and convince us that we are the problem. It's diabolical stuff. Okay, sorry, I just lost my place here. By this point, I was so depressed and was on the brink of suicide. Little did I know it was about to get worse. Never have I laid a hand on her and was blown away by this accusation. It's drama of the highest level and it's toxic and you get into the middle of it because you can't see the wood for the trees or the narcissist for the bees. She had also told her family that I had drugged her at work. I mean, they come out with these most amazing stories. A few weeks later, things were back to okay, in inverted commas. And we had taken a trip together where I thought things were going great. Again, another little, we're all okay and we'll get over everything together. We'll work together on the relationship. Upon returning, she broke up with me unexpectedly and would not give me a reason. The ups and the downs, the to and the fro, the backwards and the forwards, the mental messing with your hormones, your your pleasure hormones, bringing your pleasure hormones up and then dropping you down, which can bring you from a, an ecstatic high to think the relationship is going well and working to being suicidal because it's the up and down of the chemicals in your body as well as everything else. It's really dangerous. It's dangerous being with a narcissist, guys. When I asked for closure, she said I needed to find it on my own. Now, this is a situation where the narcissist may leave you, dump you, and you've gone through all this type of uh, this situation that that the author of this email has gone through. Your head's totally messed up. Your home hormones are totally messed up. Even though you started out seeing the red flags and you were a healthy person and you realized there was something wrong with this person, you're beginning to think maybe there's something wrong with you. That's how dangerous this is. In the weeks to come, she was extremely rude to me at work and knew I was in pain. I knew something was not right. You see, all along, you know something's not right. You know you must listen to your gut. Listen to your gut in situations. It's your gut's not lying. I started asking around about her. Good, good, good. You used your initiative here and found out she had lied about her past job experience and many other credentials that she claimed to have had, such as a bachelor's degree from the university which I attended. That could have been mirroring in the initial stages, saying that she went to the same university. As time passed, I was heartbroken and wanted her back so bad. That is to do that. That guys is to do with the amount of intensity that this person has put you through. And um, your hormones and your emotions are all over the place and you become addicted and dependent on this person because you've lost sight of who you are yourself. A few months later, she transferred jobs and this is when she started coming back around. I was doing everything this time to please her, 
only to be met with resistance and sayings such as, I just love you as a friend and you have so much stuff you need to work on before we can work. Oh my God. Just sit and listen to that. Isn't that so familiar? You've got to work on yourself before we can ever work as a couple after they've done all this damage to you and projected their issues and problems onto you. It's unbelievable. Okay, I just want to be friends. This is a very familiar thing. This had me giving everything I had during this cycle. So it gets worse and worse and worse. You keep trying harder and they keep treating you worse. During this cycle, she began withdrawing intimacy, very narcissistic thing to do, and made me feel like I was the problem. All narcissists do this, guys. I had suspected infidelity, but couldn't prove it. Not long after, the discard came again. I was hurt once again. The week prior to this, she had asked if I would consider trying again to have a kid with her, which I said wasn't a wise idea, being that we had just got back together and I wanted to make sure we were functioning OK. Thank God, thank God you still had enough of yourself left, uh, enough of your wisdom and your, your, your grip on reality to make that decision and call strength to you on that one, I tell you. Okay, so we were scheduled to return to my hometown a few hours away so she could meet my parents. The week of the trip, she said she couldn't go due to only liking me as a friend after everything I had done, not only for her, but for her child as well. I had asked her why she asked if I would consider having a baby with her if she only thought of me as a friend. Great, logical, um, functioning thinking. She said she wanted to have a kid with me, but did not want a relationship, which I took as a huge insult. Messing with your brain totally. Not for one second did I even consider this scenario. I had not heard from her in a few weeks until one day she sent me a message saying she was thinking of me, followed by a picture, followed by a phone call, then a final text message asking if I was ignoring her. And that's one they'll send. Are you ignoring me? Why are you ignoring me? That's a very cruel thing to do, etc. If you go no contact. And when someone asks you that, it, you kind of nearly feel compelled to give them a reason being an empathic person, but you must realize you're dealing with a narcissist and that is just, that's just an attempt to get you to re-engage. All this happened in a matter of hours. Yeah, entitlement, whenever they feel like it, they want to pull your puppet strings and reel you back in. Guys, we don't want to be anybody's puppet. We do not, we're, we have a life of our own. We have our own authenticity. We have our own authority and agency. We have a purpose in our life. We do not want to be at the beck and call of someone who is extremely unstable. I was stunned as to how she can dump me, but still send all these messages to me after the fact. 
This is when I knew something was horribly wrong. I suspected a personality disorder of some sort, but didn't know which one. Thank goodness you had some medical background. So you had an inkling that there was a disorder there. And I mean, normal people like that aren't in the medical profession would at this stage begin to question the to and the fro. But we can get very caught up in the toxicity. And sometimes, as, as I said, we can't see the narcissist for the bees. Okay, we're coming to the end now. Um, I sus yeah, I sus I had no idea NPD existed. No idea that narcissistic personality disorder existed like so many people in the world don't. I went on YouTube and saw a video on the cycle of abuse used by narcissists and kept, and there it was, sorry. It was like the video was describing my life for the past year. How many of us have watched the videos initially and thought, how can they know what happened in my relationship? It's because narcissists follow the same cycles of abuse, the same patterns of behavior with a few tweaks here and there as to how they approach the situation. So um, that's, yeah, that's it. Um, he talks then about going on to researching further, came across HD Tudor's channel. This was mind blowing. Um, all of the situations that had happened between us, you know, were described on this channel. He says, I really, I recently found out that she got fired from her job, which was not shocking one bit, being that she had never been able to hold down a job for more than nine months at a time. I had already impl implemented a total, total no contact regime when she couldn't get through she utilised her sister to call me. I did not answer, but found out it was her sister calling me when I backtraced the phone number. I am finally free of her and in inverted commas for now. And I'm working hard to work on my life again. Watching your videos along with HG's has helped me understand what has happened and has helped me to move forward. Feel free to share this story. If it helps, helps someone else, then it was worth it. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to see your experience. And I'm sure in a lot of ways, identify with it. Thank you. It's a very healing, very wonderfully giving email. You're not leaving anything out. And you can see, although the video is about the the reverse hoover, when the narcissist waits for you to hoover yourself back in, that happened um, halfway through the relationship there when the narcissist had love bombed, then had created a situation in order that the victim feel guilty for, even though the situation was fake, made the, the victim feel guilty for thinking that they would leave at this stage. So kind of tried to bring, tried to bring the victim back in to prevent them from leaving the relationship, then really going to work on the person into making them feel so guilty for being a shit person, which they are absolutely not. They were using 
their discretion to leave the relationship. And then the narcissist really started to play with their mind in relation to honing in on them being a bad person. And then when that person was so confused, the narcissist then upped it again, made the relationship, you know, seem amazing and work and stop their nonsense for a while. Um, so the victim was hoovered back in. One, a preventative Hoover, then two, a love bomb Hoover. And then the victim was dropped. And at that stage, at that stage, the narcissist then went into the diabolical Hoover, which is the reverse Hoover, having toyed like a cat with a mouse. They then dropped, dropped the author of the email and then set a trap. You know, they, they set a trap for the person to look to them again for explanation of what had happened, for closure and to re-engage with the relationship. It's dangerous, guys. It's really dangerous messing with a narcissist. So this person is healing now, but, but there is suicide mentioned, su suicidal thoughts because of the abuse that they went through. And this person knew there was something wrong in the beginning of the relationship you knew there was something wrong at the beginning of your relationship. I knew there was something wrong at the beginning of the relationship when the red flags started to show. All of us may have seen the red flags at different stages, maybe not just initially. Maybe it took a few months before the first red flag popped up. But we did see them. We ignored them for empathic reasons. But never again, guys, never again. So that's the reverse Hoover as best I can describe it. It's a situation where the narcissist leaves communication channels open, has worked on you to know that you will not be able to leave them alone because of the abuse cycles that they've put you through, similar to what has been described in this email. A huge thank you to this member of our community. A huge thank you. And at some stage, I hope to do an interview with you. You know who you are. Um, thank you for giving us um, the benefit of your experience. Okay, guys, that's it for now. I will be back to you soon. It's been a long video. Have a great week ahead. And again, consider subscribing, consider sharing. We need to get people to know what they've been dealing with. Thanks. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.